Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today I am joined by Emma again. This time we are going to base this podcast around female force, which if you don't know is one of Emma's businesses, kind of. So yeah. Emma, would you like to tell us a little bit about female force and what made you want to get started with it? Yeah, so um, Female Force is a charity that I funded, um, founded, sorry. And um, the reason why I set up this charity is because um, I was in a domestically violent relationship and um, I wanted to use my own experience and help others. Um, I was in, um, in that relationship about three years ago. Uh, it was a really, really dark time for me. Whilst I was in it, I kind of didn't realize that it was um, toxic. Um, I didn't know the red flags and the warning signs. I'd never been in a relationship like that before. And um, I just really wanted to use my platform to help others who may be in the same or similar situation. Um, I wanted to somehow inform people of, of that kind of relationship and what it's like to be in it and how you can seek help and how you can get out of it and how you can prevent it. So I um, started kind of talking about my experience um, about maybe two years ago. And um, when I started to talk about it, I realized that there was a lot of other females that were going through the same thing or had experienced something similar. And it was actually quite quite scary and worrying that so many females go through this as well. Um, and I just thought, what what can I do? What can I do to, to, to help others? And that's kind of where Female Force was, was born, really. Um, I thought, how, how can I inform other females? How can I help prevent this? How can I kind of make it um, a tool and a platform to, to, to not educate, but really, really inform? Um, so yeah. what I did with Female Force was I just kind of started a new platform for it on, on social media. And I um, spent a lot of time thinking, what would be the best way to, to inform other people? And what I kind of decided was that I needed to start to build awareness around it, really. Yeah. And, and almost shed some light on it as well. So I, um, I created an event called Female Force, where females can come to the event. We um, we address the, the red flags, the different types of abuse. So there's everything from um, physical to emotional to um, money related, finance related as well. There's, there's many different levels to it. So um, I, I um, held the first event in February and um, we we really spoke about the, um, the the different types of domestic violence and domestic abuse and that kind of thing. And then we also um, we also started to learn the the fundamentals and the basics of self defence as well, yeah. um, which you know can really come into play because if you find yourself in that situation, sometimes you just you don't know what to do and and. Thinking back to my own experience, I always thought if I had, um, if I'd known about self-defense, 
would I have been able to defend myself? Would the outcome have been a little bit different? Would it have prevented the, the abuse getting even worse? Um, if I had have known where to go to and how to get help, maybe I might have been able to get out of that relationship quicker. Because yeah. I think a lot of the time females, um, they feel isolated when they're in that situation and they don't know how to, to get out as well. So, um, so I brought in some other people that I had similar experiences. Um, I brought in a friend that is a solicitor and deals with these kinds of situations. So we were able to really cover um, the, 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 the warning signs and the, and the red flags. Um, we covered the, the self-defense. And then we also spoke about how you can get help moving forwards as well. So that's yeah. really what Female Force is about. Um, moving forward so at the moment what we've done is we've we've got the platform on social media we're starting to build the awareness on that platform um we've held the event the goal is to, to hold as many events as possible yeah. across mainly in in my area first of all which, which is yorkshire and then further down the line roll it out as much as possible across the uk and just really Get get the get the message out to to all females from all ages, all backgrounds, that you yeah. th that this is not normal, and um, you don't have to be in a relationship like that, and that there is help really as yeah. well. I think the self defence is a great idea as well because it it not only teaches you how to defend yourself, but I think it can make people feel stronger in themselves and empowered to some extent because they know that they can protect themselves. And it's yeah. a really empowering thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, it, I think it gives females that, that confidence because the, the self-defense, it's, re, it's really quite basic. And even when I was learning it in the workshop, I, I, I didn't realize, you know, there is really simple um, techniques that you can use to, to really defend yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and we, we're not taught that. And also I think as well, the, the, informed side of it is super important because also you don't kind of know about it until you're in it yeah and you don't you don't know the 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 red flags that are leading up and up to really the physical abuse side of it yeah and i suppose if you're if you're not aware of it you might almost question yourself if you're in that position yeah. Um, yeah. which I suppose can be really common. And you know the events, Emma, are they open to both people that have suffered and people that haven't suffered with it in the past? Yeah, the events, they're completely open. Any Anyone can come to the events. Um, the goal is to just really spread as much awareness as possible yeah. and, and just let females know this is not normal, this is what can happen, this can sometimes be the outcome, let's try and prevent that as much as possible. Let's shed as much light on it as as we possibly can as well. Um, yeah. I think just with with my own experience, um, I'll I'll talk a little bit about that as well because when I first got into the relationship, it seemed like the best thing ever. And when you're when you're dealing with someone like that, they're very charming. They 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 tell you everything that you want to hear. They um, they give you so much love and attention. They make you feel so special. But what they also can do is because they they take you to that level, they can really pull that away from you with, within a moment. And that's the yeah. control that they have. And it's it's almost like when when the relationship switches, 
it's um it kind of is it's unbelievable it's like how how can this be happening this person that loves me so much wants to wants to harm me and 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 be physically harmful towards me it's it's yeah. really hard to get your head around um and for me you know um i was i was stuck in that relationship i didn't know how to get out safely because they really get in your head and um it's really it's really hard to break away and that's really that's a cycle of yeah. of the of the abuse as well and there's many different levels to it i mean not it's not always physically abusive sometimes it's it's just more mental and they yeah. really get into your head and um that also is something to really really difficult to break away from yeah and what was when you were in this relationship Emma what was the sort of turning point for you and when did you sort sort of like realize that it, it was what it was sort of thing yeah um probably really when when the the physical abuse started um I mean the first time it happened I I, I broke off the relationship and um but like I said they're very manipulative. So they almost, they start to draw you back in. And the first time it happens, you, it's so unbelievable, but you almost give them benefit of the doubt because they say, oh, you know, I'm gonna change. Um, it's, I've never done this before. And then and in, in looking back now, it, that was a huge red flag. I, sh yeah. I shouldn't really have gone back into the relationship. Um, but unfortunately, I, I did get back into it. And then the second time, the, the abuse was even worse. And by that stage, you're actually scared because you know what that person is capable of. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the only way I was able to really get out was that I had to go to the police because yeah. the, the second time round, it was really, really, really bad. And um, I, I, was, I was lucky enough that I had, um, or I have a really great friend who works within the police. And when I spoke to her about what had happened, she, she said to me, this is, this is not normal, Emma. Like, this shouldn't be happening. Um, yeah. you, we need to go to the police. And that's what we did. And once I had initiated that process, I was almost... I, I was then almost protected by the police because they really coached me out of it and they stepped in. So in an essence, it was kind of taken out of my hands. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really where the relationship was done because then the, the police were involved. Yeah. And I, I felt like then I had um, a sense of security because it, it, it wasn't just me that was trying to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for, for any other female that's in this kind of relationship or going through it, if you feel that something isn't right in your gut, and um, even if it's like a, maybe a mental level of abuse, if it doesn't feel right, then generally it isn't. Um, but I think the difficulty is, is that females, they, they either feel scared to leave or they're not in a position where they can leave. And really that's where I want female force to be able to give females the um, the tools or the support to be able to leave. Um, so, yeah. so that's really an area that we were trying to work with other charities that have, um, that have these tools available that can really help females exit 
toxic, harmful relationships like this. Um, so that's really yeah. an area that we're focusing on as well. So if we can work with other charities to, to almost help funnel females or send them in that direction, um, because even when I was in it, I didn't realize that there, there is, there is charities out there that they can, they, like women's shelter, they can yeah. help you leave and exit the relationship they can give you somewhere safe to stay and um, they can give you advice uh, so there, there is actually a lot out there but i just don't think it's very wide widely known yeah until you're you're in it to such an extent that you then start to look for help and sometimes by that stage the the abuse on whatever level it is it's catastrophic like it's on such a such a high level that it you you do feel trapped yeah i think what you're doing is great and with the events do you plan to do more of these events when the coronavirus situation is all over yeah so um when after we held the first event in february we um what we start to do is we started to apply for funding which yeah. will really give us um the the opportunity to really push female force and um get get the funding behind it to do what we want to do and um the goal is now to um to to continue um on on social media on the platforms just spreading awareness as much as possible telling other people's stories and um and then start to we started to build a website as well so people yeah. can go there and have somewhere to go where they can find out about the next event if they need some sort of immediate help there there is um there is someone there to to do that um that there is other charities within the website where they can go okay i need aid i need help i need shelter we can't offer that but if we can help um people know where they can go then that's a huge huge stepping stone yeah and for people listening like is there how can they look at maybe getting involved in the events or helping you out if maybe there's a charity or anything like that yeah any anybody that wants to help so what happened with the first event was there was lots of people that came on board and said um i'd like to um come and i did one of one of my ladies um sam she came and sold cakes which helped raise money towards the event um i luckily had um self-defense instructors that were happy to be on board and offer their services and teach the the, the self-defense side of the workshop um, I had other ladies that were happy to tell their stories and their experience because I think when you because because this is so diverse and there's so many different elements of it and there's so many different experiences there's there's my experience and then there's someone else who um, I had one of my ladies and she she was in a toxic marriage for I think it was like 10 years plus and it took her a long time to find the strength to get out of that and I think when other females were sat in that room and they were maybe in the same situation or had been through it when you hear someone else's story and you can really resonate with that it makes you feel like you're not alone and also yeah. that's something else that I, I want to to create as well because you do feel really isolated and you sometimes feel like it's just you against the world and if you can use my platform and um, obviously all of the females that I come into contact with and I can connect those females and we almost feel like we are a force 
then yeah. it gives it really does give you another element of um confidence and strength and yeah. it can can give you the the strength and the confidence confidence to exit those relationships because i think a lot of females they end up stuck in those relationships for whether it's financial whether it's because you know um you've got children together or you are you've got a business together or your families are really intertwined this this there's so many reasons why females end up staying and it's really given them the the strength and the optimism that, you know, there is life outside of this relationship. You don't have to stay in it. If it is yeah. toxic, toxic, you deserve more. Um, and there's ways and means that we can really help to get you out of that. Yeah. So the main, the main goal is really from, from my part is just to raise awareness um, have a platform where females can go where they feel safe as well. And if, you know, my story, if if me speaking about my story and my experience can, can help other females, if it helps just one female, that's, you know, that's a huge, huge part of the goal for me. Yeah, I agree. I think when, when people hear someone else talk about something that they're going through, it can really sort of, it can almost confirm that, what they're going through isn't right and it can also improve their confidence to speak out about what they're going through as well so yeah. i think that's really good and just so people know who are listening if anyone is going through anything that is similar to what you're talking about right now if they contacted you or like message through female force is that all confidential and can they open up and yeah absolutely i am um, completely confidential you know it's it's not within my interest to really speak about anyone else's experience my my objective is just to really help direct females where they can get help that they need i mean when i when i spoke about my own experience um it was really overwhelming the amount of females that opened up and a lot of females said to me i've never told anyone this before um or you know i'm in this right now and when when you speak to another female and, and they're going through that in that moment in time it's really heartbreaking and um if i can just create a channel where they can find out the steps that they can take to to really help them then that's that's a huge huge part of of the goal yeah definitely and if anyone is in a situation like that what is what are sort of the number you know the one two three things that you would recommend doing first would it be like talking to a friend about it or what would you recommend doing first if you have any doubts that you're in some sort of an abusive relationship yeah there's there's so there's so many things that we can do um I mean, if someone is going through that situation, there's there's um, there's apps um, off the top of my head. I think one of them's called In the Sky. Um, I will double check that. But there's apps that you can have on your phone that are hidden, or they appear to be something else, where you can store messages. Um, so sometimes, like we don't have all of the evidence that we need and sometimes um abusers can be very clever and they don't you, you know you don't always have um the evidence to maybe go to the police so you can start to um to to log and save things whether they're messages or emails and um, or even if they're pictures of abuse that have happened then you can store them there um i would really really advise someone who is going through something to tell a friend um or reach out and just 
there's charities out there that will help um yeah you know women's aid women's shelter go go to them don't don't be scared no one's going to judge you and you know and you're not the only person that is going through this and i think a lot of the times females feel isolated um so so start to just really log log what's going on so you've yeah. almost got a diary of it so if if it comes to the stage where you need to go to the police like luckily for me I, I had all I had every single message that had ever been sent to me and, and the police took that from me which really really helped my case because mine ended up in court and there was the yeah. conviction at the end of it as well so um I think a lot of females are scared that you know it, it's it's not big enough to go to the police go go to the police because they are there to help they do want to help you and obviously when you go to them it is completely confidential and they will try and they will they won't they won't try they will support you as much as you will let them as well yeah i think that's great and are what are the sort of main red flags to look out for and mm. are there any particular characteristics of a person which might indicate that they they are someone who might inflict some sort of abuse yeah so you generally find that initially um it's it's mental abuse first of all which then kind of develops and escalates um if someone is trying to control you and they're trying to manipulate you they're huge huge red flags um if someone shows initially um if if they show you that they're trying to maybe control who you spend time with or they um they want to know where you are what you're doing who you're spending time with um if they try and stop you from seeing certain people huge red flag um looking back for me now they they were there all of those red flags were there and i just I just wasn't really aware of them. And that's why I think the informed part of female force is so important yeah. because if you can kind of start to identify those red flags, then in the very beginning, before the relationship really even develops, you can go, this is not right. This is not correct. And you can step away. Um, so if, if someone is trying to dictate to you what you should be doing, um, anything like that, that's it. That's a huge, huge, huge aspect of it. Um, if they have, um, a short temper, if they're aggressive towards you, this also huge red flag. Um, it, it really isn't normal. And I think the danger is what happens is when it because it starts in the beginning and usually it is so small because these people they're really good at keeping up appearances because yeah. usually someone who is um is violent or an abuser they they're good at this they've usually got it down to a fine art and um you really need to try and see through that and those early warning signs and red flags they're they're really crucial and yeah. you have to pay attention to them and i even think in the beginning for me because if i had paid attention to that i probably wouldn't have got into the relationship as as far as i did um and they always tend to find a way to really creep back in and i think you just have to when you cut the cord you have to fully cut it 
and not allow yourself to go back, no matter what they say and do to you. And it's really a case of you have to cut them out and keep them out because they will try to keep coming back again and again and again. That's one of the biggest traits of, of a narcissist. Like they, they, are, they are manipulative, they are controlling, and they will always try and win you round. And it's almost a constant tug of war. They, they give you what you want to hear, how you want to feel, especially with the feelings they... They're very clever at that. They make you feel a certain way and that almost becomes addictive because of the way they make you feel. That's how they manage to either draw you back in or keep you there because yeah. it's, it's, it's a form of love bombing. Um, they, they make you feel so on top of the world, but when they pull you back down, you still got that feeling that they gave you when they made you feel so special, they made you feel so loved. And that's, that's why it's sometimes so difficult to comprehend it because when someone makes you feel that fantastic, when they take you to that low, you're, you're still holding on to the, the high point and how that made you feel. Yeah. But I really think deep down, if, if you've got a really strong gut feeling that something isn't healthy or it isn't normal, then generally it isn't. Yeah. And I suppose they almost, play on your feelings and you know you can't help your feelings towards somebody and Absolutely. if you're if you're in a relationship you're always going to remember the the good feelings that you have like you said yeah and i think especially like say for example the relationship was to break up and then they try and get back together with you i think we very easily forget the bad things anyway even when it's a normal relationship because we hold on to the good part and you you almost you want that back so if you have broken up with someone and they they were either mentally or physically abusive make a make a list make a list of all of the bad things that happened and and, and it's the smallest things to the biggest things and generally you find out that that those begin to outweigh the good yeah. So when you're questioning yourself and what you also start to do, you, you question your own self. You start to think, oh, did I make that more than it was? Maybe did I make him respond like that? Did I make him hit me? <laughs> Which to think about now is crazy because no one should ever go to that level. Yeah. No form of abuse is acceptable, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, it's, it's, it's not normal and it's not healthy and it shouldn't happen. But what starts to happen is that level of abuse becomes normal. And there was moments where um, I was in situations where we, we would become um, vocally abusive towards each other. And that's not me. I'm, yeah. I'm not that kind of aggressive and I don't really, I don't talk like that, but because that became normal for me in that relationship, it was a normal, it was a normal reaction. Yeah. So once you, once you allow certain levels, what you tend to find is, um, those, those, those levels, they, they get higher and bigger. Um, I mean, sometimes the first time you experience physical abuse, it might just be something like, you, they might just hit you in the face, but then you allow that. And then the next time they don't just hit you in the face. They actually, I don't know, they punch you in the face or, or they beat you up over. It's not just a hit. It's they beat you up over it. I don't know, 10, 20 minutes. 
every time for them once you allow something they will go to the next level the next time it happens and um and i think in the very beginning if you have a bar and you set it i mean like i said no level of abuse is acceptable but the moment it happens you have to say this is not acceptable i am not allowing it and um really i think when anyone is that level of abusive you you need to get out because generally it doesn't end well and you've spoken a little bit about physical abuse so what are the different forms of abuse and can they do they commonly cross over or is it usually just one kind of abuse that someone inflicts there's there's many different levels of um of abuse and um this is something i covered in the female force event um so there's many signs of i'm going to go through emotional abuse first of all because that's generally where it all starts and um we just really sometimes just don't see it um so the signs of emotional abuse can be um frequently bright blames or criticizes you um, they call you names often claiming to be joking because what they sometimes do is they they say something and then they go, oh, but I'm only joking or it's a joke. But they usually when they're a narcissist, they really mean it. But again, they're playing that tug of war with you. Yeah. Um, you they can they can ridicule ridicule your beliefs, your religion, um, your your race. Um, and also, which is just something which is such a red flag, this one, is they blame you for the for, for causing the abuse. And that can be emotional or physical. They blame you. You made me do that. You pushed me to that level. You, no level of abuse of it is acceptable. Yeah. And you are never to blame. You know, no matter how far they make you feel like you push them, it's it's never acceptable for it to get to that level. Um, um, if they criticize or threaten to hurt your family or friends, another huge red flag. Um, they isolate you from family and friends, which is something I've um, I've mentioned already. Another huge red flag of an abuser or a narcissist is they abuse animals, um, or, or, or and and that for me was was a huge red red flag because when I was in that situation, my my partner who was abusive, he was horrible to my dog. And yeah. at the time, he, he made a joke of it. It was almost like it was funny to him. I remember once coming home from work and in the house that I lived in, I had a basement. And I came in and I was like, what's that What's that noise coming from the basement? What? What?" And it was a crying noise. And I realized it was my dog. And I said to my partner, I said, why, why is Harry, why is he in the basement? Why is he crying? And he was laughing and he thought it was funny. And at that point, I thought, there's something not right. There's something not right here. And I remember he told me a story, um, which he thought was really funny. He said that once him and his friends were, um, they were in someone's house and there was a cat on a skylight and they flipped the skylight open so the cat flew off. And I was like, that's, that's not normal. Like, yeah. where's your empathy? And that is another huge red flag. If an abuser has no empathy, they have no um, no afterthought of what they do to someone, no guilt, and yeah. that is huge. You generally find that someone that's got no empathy, they're very, very dangerous because they have no feelings or thoughts um, of 
what they do to someone and they have no guilt and that's really really scary um if if they if they're angry when you pay too much attention to someone else or something else so that could be your children your 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 friends and your job my ex was very jealous of me working i remember at, at certain stages he was so controlling and manipulative i'd finish work at the gym and i'd have to lie to him and say oh i'm still working oh, i'm at the gym working and i used to have to go to starbucks and do all of my online work there because if I went home and continued to work, he would get really, really mad because I wasn't giving him all of my attention. Yeah. Again, looking back now, I'm like, that's not normal. But because you're so caught up in the relationship and they're, they're little things, you generally find there's lots of little things that start to add up. Um, and, and then you start to, when you start to add them up, you start to realize, that's not normal. Um, I mean, if someone humiliates you, also not a good trait. Um, when, if they um, um, do not include you in important decisions, they don't allow you to sleep. They repeatedly harass you about things you did in the past. He used to do that to me all the time. Like, Ini would say things to me like, um, you're a nobody. You know, you, you think you're this great athlete and you're not. You're never going to be a champion. Um, he used to really try and grind me down. And he used to do that in the heat of the moment, which then you sometimes try and um, you try and say, oh, he was only saying that because he was mad. Yeah. I would never say that to someone. I would never try and ridicule someone or bring them down or make personal insults because I have empathy and, and I wouldn't feel comfortable after I'd said that. So I would just never say it. Um, so there's, oh, there's so, so many levels. So they take your car keys away, your money, your credit cards. So obviously that then makes you reliant upon them. They take, yeah. they take away your, um, your freedom almost. Yeah take away your um yeah what's the word your independence so you're yes. reliant upon them yes which is another reason why why people find themselves staying and they're stuck in that relationship because they take away your freedom they take away your confidence they take away um your your you just your right to do anything that you would do without them so it makes you reliant upon them and um, they check up on you listen to your phone calls look at your phone bills check your car mileage which sounds really extreme but it happens they check where you are they check who you're spending time with uh which is a really massive huge red flag um, yeah I mean, it's, it can be so, so extreme that they tell people that you suffer from mental illness uh, and that they use that to justify their own stress and behavior. So, yeah. oh, she's crazy. She's got issues. There's something wrong with her. She's insecure. They, they kind of flip it, which really where the emotional abuse comes in. Yeah, I think a general sign as well of um, flipping that on its head and looking at it in reverse, like looking for signs of a healthy relationship a sign of a healthy relationship is if you do have independence as well as enjoying your partner's company and not being completely reliant upon them to the point where if you feel like they were taken away you wouldn't be able to like deal with just being on your own yeah 
absolutely and that's how they make you feel they make you feel like you wouldn't be able to cope without them and that that the, what you have to you have to think as well yeah what is healthy in a relationship yeah. your partner should be there to support you encourage you to go and be your the best version of yourself and um, you should have your own independence you shouldn't be completely reliant upon each other yeah. you should have your own friends you should be successful in your job you should have your own things going on and if someone is stopping you from doing that then it is a huge aspect of control and manipulation because they they essentially want to control everything that you do because that yeah. gives them power and a lot of the time it does come down to that other person the abuser for some reason that is something maybe that has happened to them as a as a child or they need some sense of um self-gratification that they they need that power they need to feel like they're in control of you because then that feeds their ego yeah i think female force providing this awareness is going to be a game changer and like i yeah. think it could go so far what is your ultimate vision for female force my ultimate vision is to inform females as much as possible um, across as many different um, spectrums, as many different females, really just inform them what is right and wrong in a relationship. Um, and the end goal is I really want to get, the end goal for me would be to get this, you know, across the nation. Yeah. And for it, I'd actually love it to be part of, um, the school curriculum almost that yeah. females are taught what is right and wrong because sometimes as well for young females and I think as well now especially with where technology is where social media is it I think it almost amplifies how people can control and abuse people and if you are taught at that age where you're starting to get into relationships that this is not right this is how a relationship would be then we're far more of aware of what is right and what is wrong what the red flags yeah. are how we can identify how someone is treating us and for me that is really really the end goal um i mean there's, there's probably a long way to go before i get there but um i really just want to create a platform where females feel safe that they can come somewhere as well and just get the help that they need yeah i think teaching people at a young age would be a game changer because like you said once you start to normalize something that can just almost get worse and worse because you you normalize a certain behavior which is which isn't positive and then yeah. you start to take it a little bit further and normalize something which is a little bit worse than that and then it just kind of escalates so i think yeah. if you can teach people at a young age what is what is a healthy relationship mm -hmm. and what are the warning signs of a not so healthy relationship that would be a game changer yeah absolutely because really essentially that's where it begins and um i mean this there's there's many many factors to it and many levels and you know some some um victims they they are brought up in a toxic environment so sometimes what they see from their parents is what they think is normal yeah. and you actually tend to find that an abuser 
they it, they are a product of their environment. Usually they've experienced some kind of trauma as a child. They've watched a parent being abused, whether that is um, emotional, physical, or even sometimes sexual. Um, and, and then for them, that becomes normal. That becomes yeah. a normal relationship to them. So I think if we can inform females or males even at a young age that this is not normal this is not how you should treat someone then that that like you said would be a huge 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 game changer yeah and do you have any sort of like dates or anything penciled in for the next event I know it's hard with the coronavirus yeah we don't have anything at the moment what we're just doing is we are working kind of on the back end of things so we're applying for funding which at the moment as well has slightly been put on pause um, just because obviously there's with COVID going on, there's 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 the funding pots aren't quite readily available. Uh, so what we're doing is we're working on the website. So we're, that's in development at the moment. So hopefully when you, we're back to a sense of normality, we I can just really pick the ball up with it again yeah. and get things moving. Um, I'm trying to just build relationships with other other um other charities that are well known so like i said i can almost create a funnel where i can direct females to them and also if they're if they've got females that are going through something or they want to um be put into the self-defense program that are coming out of an abusive relationship to really help work on their self-confidence and the the self-defense side of things it's also there as a tool to rebuild a female yeah. Um, so I don't just want to deliver it to, cause you don't know when you're going to end up in, a, in an abusive relationship, yeah. but what I want to do is deliver a program for a small group of females, um, from, from anything from like five to 10 females that have been through something that has been abusive. And we use the self-defense as a tool to build up their self-confidence, their self-belief, their self-belief, their self-worth. And moving forwards, then they can start to have a different life, be more confident, be in healthy relationships and know that they are worth more than the relationship that they were in. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think it will be so successful. So where can people find information about Female Force and where are you on social media? Yep, so um, you can come direct through my own personal platform, which is Emma Hyman, the Posen Pro. But if you want to go direct to Female Force, it is at Female Force One, which is on Instagram. I also have a private group on Facebook, which is Female Force. And then hopefully within the next few months, we'll have um, the website, which is um, femaleforce.org. Cool. Perfect. I will, I'll link all of those in the comment section below Emma so people can find you nice and easily, but thank you so much for joining us today. It was a really good podcast and I think female force will be such a positive thing to sort of get out there. Um, so good luck with all of that. And thank you. For thank you us. so much. And thank you for having me on again. Thank you for listening guys.